At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is a look ahead. It is unfortunately not Scott Seidenberg tonight. It is instead Greg Peterson holding it down for Scott. We've got a lot to talk about here in the next three hours. Obviously, we wound up seeing a big Thursday night football game, the Green Bay Packers wind up not just being able to cover the spread, but they wind up being able to win that outright. We're going to be hitting that right at the top. Going to be talking with Dave Ross in about 30 minutes. He does the show First Strike right here on the Vegas Ads and Information Network. Going to be talking a little UFC. Got a big event that's going to be going down this weekend. We've got World Series Game 3. That is going to be on tap as well. We're going to be hitting on that throughout the show. We are now knee-deep in NBA action as well. So going to be giving you guys little bit of what we're going to be seeing on Friday with that regard and we've got a Friday night college football game tomorrow that is going to be going down for those that don't know it is Nevada day out in the state of Nevada which is why you're going to have a UNLV versus Nevada game so we're going to be taking a look at that as well so we've got three hours of fun coming up I'm someone that I am from the great state of Wisconsin so I had a lot of fun with this one the Green Bay Packers they not just be able to cover the spread, but they're able to get the win outright against the Arizona Cardinals by a count of 24 to 21. And I was someone that I like the Packers in the spot, but more importantly, we're seeing the trend of unders really coming through for the Green Bay Packers. I believe that they've only played now two overs so far this season. They have been white hot to the under, and you just take a look at the Green Bay Packers, and it has been absolutely astounding because you figured when Jair Alexander wound up going out of the fold, this would be a team in which the defense would be a little bit more iffy, but they did a solid job of being able to contain Kyler Murray. Murray was able to have 
that big throw in the first quarter, but you take a look really past that because they were able to do a good job against guys pretty much not named Mr. Hopkins, and by and large, they were able to do a good job of being able to hold up there, and when it comes to the Green Bay Packers in general, this is a team that you're now seeing a little bit of a shift when it comes to the futures market with them. If you're taking a look at DraftKings right now, you're finding them right around plus 450, give or take, depending on where you're shopping with regards to odds to be able to win the NFC, and I do think that it's relatively appropriate. Now, I do think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being plus 250 to be able to win the NFC is still a little bit too short at this point, but when you take a look at the hierarchy of this conference, I do think Buccaneers should certainly be number one, but I think that the Buccaneers and the Rams should be relatively close with regards to one and two, and I think that the solidly cemented number three is the Green Bay Packers. I still remember when we wound up seeing that week one game with the Packers versus the New Orleans Saints. There were a lot of people that were saying Aaron Rodgers is done. There were a lot of people that were saying that this is the demise of the Green Bay Packers. Well, news of the demise of the Green Bay Packers. Prematurely reported. They have now won every single game ever since then. And the big question that a lot of people had was, could this Packers team be able to knock off a good opponent? Because we've seen them knock off the Washington football team. Certainly going on the road, being able to take down the San Francisco 49ers was something that you did like to see. But, I mean, let's just put it to you this way. 49ers, not necessarily overachieving this year. As a matter of fact, they are underachieving very badly. So, that was certainly one that wound up getting negated a little bit by the way that San Francisco has played so far this year. But, Packers certainly were able to get it done. And, I wound up mentioning a little bit earlier the trend of Packers unders. We're really seeing it, not just in the NFL, but we're also seeing it in college football. I really think when it comes to handicapping, got to shade down your numbers a little bit from what you wound up having last year because we are noticing that fans being back in the stands have cause for a couple games to go under. Now with what we wound up seeing on Thursday Night Football, the under in the NFL this year hitting at a 56.1% clip. So if you've just been blindly betting the under and nothing other than the under in these NFL games on the closing line, you made yourself some pretty nice coin thus far. I know that in college football, it's worth a 53% as well. So that is certainly something that I've been taking a look at. And you also just take a look at what we wound up seeing with regards to this game. And home favorites have not been doing well in the NFL either. They are now 27-37 and 37 with Arizona being unable to get the job done, which I think that that's really remarkable, which means that when you've got an underdog on the road, that's hitting at right around a 57.8% clip. So if you've been blindly betting those, you certainly have made yourself a lot of money as well. And when you just take a look at the Arizona Cardinals when it comes to this NFC hierarchy, I think that's really interesting because now all of a sudden they are going to be probably in a little bit of a tango with the Rams for the top spot in the division. And I think that if you're wanting to take the Arizona Cardinals to be able to win the division, you probably wind up wanting to take it right now because with the Arizona Cardinals, if you take a look at their schedule, they are going to be set up for a very brutal ride the last few weeks of the season because you're going to notice that the Arizona Cardinals, they're going to be playing against quite a few easier teams towards the next few weeks. It's going to get a little bit more timid and then towards back half the season with regards to the Arizona Cardinals trying to be able to win this division, it is not going to be easy on them as they wind up rounding out the season with a game against the Dallas Cowboys on the road. You got to figure that in week 18 that by then Russell Wilson will probably be healthy. They have to play against the Seahawks. You do wind up having thrown in there a game with about four weeks left 
on the road against the Detroit Lions, but you also have a game with the Rams the week earlier as well. So I think that it's going to be really interesting to take a look at this race in the NFC West because I do think that the Rams at this point have solidified themselves as a top team. They're now half a game back technically of the Arizona Cardinals just because the Cardinals have now played one additional game. And let's face it, if the Rams wind up losing on the road against the Houston Texans this week, then things might be getting a little bit haywire there. But I do think that this certainly changes up how we wind up viewing the NFC. I want to mention it a little bit earlier, what we're seeing with regards to a little bit of a futures perspective. And I really do have a couple questions when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at this point. Now, as we know, Tom Brady, he always gets his teams to be able to play their best football towards the back half of the season. But being able to take them at a plus 250 right now, that's just not good enough value. And when you take a look down the board, I think what is going to be really intriguing is to see how some of these teams that might wind up being able to make the wild card wind up faring down the stretch because you've got a team like the Minnesota Vikings at a 35 to 1. You've got the 49ers out 40 to 1, the Seattle Seahawks at 50 to 1 and I do think that it's becoming a little bit more top heavy, but if you're looking for value there right now, I do think that it is with one of those teams, Dallas Cowboys at 6 to 1 have probably even seemed up a little bit too far and obviously when you take a look at the divisions, really the big one is that NFC West I wound up alluding to a little bit earlier because now with their loss, the Arizona Cardinals, they are a little bit further back of the Rams than they were at the beginning of the night. If you take a look at the Rams and where they place with regards to odds to be able to win the NFC West, this was taken off the board, but last I checked, they were a slight favorite. Got to think that that's going to be elevated a little bit more, and you've got to think that as long as they avoid just a complete and utter calamity, losing as a double-digit favorite outright, that they should be able to be one of those teams in which it's not quite like the other three divisions that you've got right now in the NFC in which the Green Bay Packers will be able to win the NFC North right now at 1,100 at DraftKings. There's just not a lot there. The Dallas Cowboys at minus 2,000 in the NFC East. They've run away with this one. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at minus 750. Well, you're going to really need something strange to happen for these teams not to be able to come through. But that's where the intrigue shifts right now. And we're really seeing it in the NFC in which you've got really your solid teams to be able to win the division. And then from there, it's a little bit more of a hodgepodge. Meanwhile, in the AFC, we're going to be taking a look at these teams a little bit more in the second hour of this program. But there's a lot more question marks when it comes to a lot of these divisions because the Kansas City Chiefs have not necessarily performed the way that we thought that they were going to. The Raiders have been able to really be able to ascend ever since they wound up having this John Gruden situation go down. The AFC North is probably the most competitive division in all of football right now just because with the NFC West, we expected the Seattle Seahawks to obviously have Russell Wilson out there on the field, but when it comes to these divisions like the North out there in the NFC, it certainly has become a little bit of a strange situation. And what else I think is going to be really intriguing when it comes to this NFC with this NFL week eight in general is if we wind up seeing a little bit more of what we wind up seeing, what I alluded to a tad bit earlier with regards to these trends, because as I mentioned, we've got right around 56% of NFL games that are going under the total. And from what I've been seeing with quite a few of the early games, you are seeing a little bit of a dip when it comes to a lot of these totals, like the Miami versus Buffalo game. You've seen that one open up at a 49. It's went down to about 48 and a half in quite a few spots. The Jets versus the Cincinnati Bengals. For good reason. It opened up at 45. It's now between 43 and 42 and a half. So you've got to feel like there have been quite a few sharp betters are starting to know this, notice this trend. We are seeing totals wind up buckling down a little bit more. So 
I think that that is a little bit of a takeaway here. And when it comes to just taking a look forward in general, when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals, I do think that there's going to be quite a bit of value on them moving forward as long as the Kyler Murray injury obviously is not a calamity because if you wind up having Kyler Murray out, he winds up getting injured on that interception. That, no question, will be certainly detrimental to them. I'm sure that we're going to be getting updates within the next 24 hours as to just the severity of it because we're seeing it with another team out there in the NFC in which guy wound up getting injured on the last half of the game. That'd be Dak Prescott. Seems like he's going to be good to go, but obviously if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you don't want to be risking anything long-term, especially with having things a little bit more in hand. Meanwhile, with the Arizona Cardinals, you certainly don't have that kind of a luxury as well. So you've got a lot that is going to be swirling from this Green Bay Packers. They wind up getting the cash on both the money line and the spread. You wind up seeing the total going under, and that sets the tone for what I think is going to be a very interesting week in the NFL. And what else I think is going to be really interesting to just take a look forward to as well is what we're going to be getting from some of these harebrained spreads because we wound up seeing a big shift in this one in which the Arizona Cardinals were laying six and a half points. You're now seeing coming to the forefront more and more games, it feels like, in which the spread is north of a touchdown. We're going to be talking a little bit more about a few of those next, what we've been seeing in general in some of these spreads in which you wind up having a bigger favorite because these have really been of a hot button topic, especially if you're in some of those contests, if you're in some of those survivor pools, as we've noticed a lot of these teams being able to come through outright, but on the spread, been a little bit of a different story. So we're going to catch you guys up on all that next right here on the look at, as it is myself, Greg Peterson, filling in for Scott Seidenberg. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. 
Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, <laughs> hey, stranger. I don't know what you think, and this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with Some everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Back here, this segment of the look at is presented by Zen Nicotine Patches. Zen is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, spit free, and hassle free tobacco alternatives that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and at any time. So that way, you don't miss a single minute of the game or tailgate party that you are attending. Available at 10 flavors, including spearmint, coffee, and citrus, Zen can be found at convenience stores nationwide so that way you can find your zen wherever you are zen's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell plus it's easy to use indoors and out making it the perfect complement to your everyday also zen comes in two strengths so that way you have control over your nicotine satisfaction and zen does contain nicotine and is for adult nicotine consumers 21 years or older so to learn more and uh Find a local retailer at Zyn.com is where you're able to find that. That is Z-Y-N.com. And warning, this is a product that contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the look at, it is myself, Greg Peterson, holding it down for Scott tonight. And I was talking about in the first segment, we wound up seeing just a massive game from the Green Bay Packers. And now it all goes to the center of attention for the LA Rams who, in order to be able to tie up the Arizona Cardinals atop the division, they need to be able to get the job done against the Houston Texans. And, well, you take a look at it, and the odds makers and just, I mean, just anyone that has been watching football in general have the Rams as a significant favorite in this game. And we're between a 14.5 to a 15-point favorite, and your total on this game is anywhere between a 47.5 and a 48. If the Rams don't wind up being able to win this game and being able to knot up the Arizona Cardinals to cause for a two-way tango atop the NFC West, I really don't know what's happening here. We've seen a couple strange upsets before. I still remember, I think that it was the 2018 season in which a Buffalo Bills wound up going into Minnesota as a 16.5 to a 17-point underdog. They were able to get an outright win there, but you take a look at the Houston Texans. It is going to be a very rough ride for them, and... When it comes to the Texans, there is a little bit of good news. Tyrod Taylor was able to get back out there on the practice field, so that's at the very least a little bit of something. But when you're taking a look at the top teams out there in the NFC, we do wind up seeing two of them on Thursday Night Football. I think that the Packers are squarely entrenched as the number three team in the NFC, and I do think that the Arizona Cardinals, still a very solid team. I've got them personally in my top four. I think that both the teams are... Still out of the Dallas Cowboys because with the Cowboys, I actually think that they've got a little bit more talent than either the Packers or the Cardinals. And that despite the fact that you've got Mr. Aaron Rodgers reigning MVP for the Packers, but with the Cowboys, I cannot trust them 
when it comes to clock management. Meanwhile, when you take a look at a team like the Rams, they've no doubt been able to do a terrific job with Matthew Stafford all season long. This is a bunch in which they are coming off a non-cover against the Lions, but let's face it, that was just a little bit too big of a line, in my opinion. Having north of two touchdowns for a Lions team that they are by no means good, but what you know about Matt Campbell coach teams is that they're going to fight. Apparently, they're going to bite off a bunch of kneecaps. They're going to drink like 37 cups of coffee. So at the very least, they're going to give you an honest effort. I just question that with the Houston Texans. You take a look at this Texans team. They were able to get a nice win in week one against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But let's call it what it is. Urban Meyer is just there for the paycheck at this point. This Jacksonville Jaguars team, it feels like there's absolutely no fight whatsoever. That starts at the top with Urban Meyer because... Well, he hasn't been doing things great off the field. He hasn't been able to do a good job of being able to coach on the field. There's really nothing good that's going on with the Jaguars. I would not be surprised if Urban Meyer is one and done, and then perhaps trying to look to Southern California, for instance, for a job. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But you take a look at this Houston Texans team, and I think that they're really going to be up against it. You take a look at the offense, and they have scored in single digits in four out of the last five weeks, and now they have to go up against Aaron Donald and company, which... That is not an enviable feat at all, but you do take a look at some of these double-digit underdogs, and some of them have been able to give you a little bit of an honest effort, like I was mentioning with the Detroit Lions. Taking points with them has actually been very good. Though the Lions are 0-7 straight up, they're 4-3 against the spread. Meanwhile, you take a look at the Texans, it has not been so much. So when you wind up getting into these games in which you wind up having north of a touchdown spread, that's really my line of demarcation personally. You got to be taking a look at it on a team by team basis. I'm willing to take a big line with the Lions like I w- was last week against the Rams. Meanwhile, with the Texans, I am not going to be able to do it here. You take a look at another game with a big line, and I think that's really intriguing because you've got the Giants and the Kansas City Chiefs doing battle. No question, Patrick Mahomes being a bit banged up. That causes for a lot of question marks. And until I see otherwise, this is a Kansas City Chiefs team in which I'm not willing to lay it with them. The way that I was willing to at the beginning of the year, you take a look at a Giants bunch as coming off of a very nice win, which has been a little bit of a rarity for them. And I wound up getting a suspected call. I wound up getting a suspected call in the last segment. Apparently fraud showed up and I was seeing a Charlotte area code. So that's all you need to know about the Panthers at this point. Sam Darnold has not been able to get it done there. But you take a look at the New York Giants and it's been one of these cases in which You've got a defense that is relatively okay, an offense that is just completely banged up, but the good news is they're playing against the Kansas City Chiefs team that they've given up 27-plus points in every one of their games so far this year, and it's a Chiefs offense that all of a sudden you have some question marks because you've got a couple guys that are banged up there, so that's another game of which you wind up having a relatively large spread, and obviously it's going to be depending upon how close 100% Patrick Mahomes is going to be, what is going to be all happening with that, but... You've got some just intrigue when it comes to that one. And then the other game that you're taking a look at for this upcoming week in the NFL that is going to have a relatively harebrained spread, that'd be the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. As we know, there have been a lot of trade rumors with Tua Tagovailoa and company. You've got the Buffalo Bills in which they've just been a complete steamroller, but you have to question whether or not you're willing to lay two touchdowns here with this team because the opening line, the look at, was more around 11 and a half in a lot of spots. This thing has now been steamed pretty much 14 across the board. I think that you might be able to get a stray 13 and a half on the Buffalo Bills if you're willing to pay juice, but most places right now have this at a 14, and I really like the Buffalo Bills. I think that they're doing an absolutely terrific job. Josh Allen has been able to back things up 
that we wound up seeing from last year. I know that there were some question marks as to how he'd be faring with fans back in the stands, just if the Bills would be able to run it back. And I really do like what I've seen from the Bills defensively as well, because the big knock that I wound up having on them coming into the season was the fact that you wound up having nobody give you more than five sacks last season. That was actually A.J. Klein that was able to have that. But I think that Russo in the front seven has been able to do a very solid job of being able to give this team a little bit of something, give them a little bit of fight and vigor. And you just take a look at this Bills team up front. They're rock solid. They've been able to get some very good performances from the backfield as well. Zach Moss has been able to emerge. He's given you right around four yards per carry. Has been a little bit more pedestrian here in recent weeks, but I certainly think that he's going to be able to get a couple touches. I think that he's going to be able to find some room to roam against this Miami Dolphins team that they've been dealing with quite a few injuries as well. It's just not necessarily been the world's greatest case for them when you've got a quarterback that is being pretty much shopped around and the Miami Dolphins are making it no question whatsoever that he's out there on the open market. It causes for just a little bit of an interesting handicap because typically I know that there are a lot of handicappers that they like to dive into more of the psychology of things. You've got others that the numbers are the numbers. You don't look as much into motivation. I'm someone that I sort of take a 50-50 approach. I don't think that just because of motivation, if you'd wind up having, for instance, like some college team go up against Miami Dolphins, that the college team is going to be able to win it outright or anything like that. But at the same time, a guy's psyche is something that certainly should be, at the very least, worth a little bit of something. And it's a Dolphins bunch that, let's put it to you this way, they have not necessarily done a great job of being able to put weapons around to a tag of Iowa. Now, Jalen Waddell, his former college his former college teammate has been able to give you a little bit of something, but when you're taking a look at guys like Preston Williams and company, it certainly has not been great. And then on the flip side, you just expected a little bit more from the secondary. Jason McCourty being on injured reserve. Byron Jones dealing with injuries along Xavier Howard. That has really torpedoed this team, but I take a look at a lot of these games with these larger favorites, and I do tend to lean to the underdogs. I typically do in the NFL in general, just because when you take a look at a lot of these games, it is a little bit of a horse apiece situation. One thing I would not recommend doing is I know that a lot of people wind up doing teasers. I personally am not much of a teaser guy personally, but when you're doing teasers, it's much more beneficial when you wind up teasing a team that's like a seven, seven and a half point favorite and you tease it to just them being able to win the game outright. When you wind up getting these big underdogs of like north of 10 points, teasing them up. I don't necessarily think that there's a lot of value on them to each their own because you've got a lot of different people that they've got a lot of philosophies when it comes to teasers. I personally don't wind up diving into that, but if I were looking at anything, I would just wind up teasing a lot of these teams down. When you're getting more of like the 10-point spreads, when you wind up getting up to the point of this one in which you've got Bills, Dolphins, two touchdowns, teasing the Bills down to like seven, I don't necessarily advocate for that just because if you wind up having something that's a little bit closer than expected, it still could turn into a little bit of a calamity. So I think that these are the games in which it becomes a little bit more of a sicky situation when it comes to a teasing standpoint. But I do think that there's going to be a little bit of value here with some of these underdogs. And certainly there is a whole lot of value when you take a look at the NFC in general, because now I think there are some good competitors to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And speaking of competition, UFC 267 is going to be coming up this weekend. We're going to be talking to Dave Ross. Does a great job covering the UFC for our show First Strike here on VEASAN. Chatting with him next right here on The Look At with myself, Greg Peterson.
football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bets emails, betting splits, with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything we have to offer here at VEASAN for only $22 a month, so sign up now. VSIN.com slash subscribe as it is a look at Scott is off tonight. You've got myself, Greg Peterson, rolling along with you. We're going to be talking a little bit of UFC here in a second. Dave Ross does a terrific job with the show First Strike right here on the Vegas Ads and Information Network. I know he's someone that covers a little bit of everything. He does the green zone. He does a great job week in and week out looking at the NFL. Does a great job looking at all things combat sports. And Dave, it is great to have you aboard. Thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely, Greg. It's uh, cool to stay up late with you. I saw your picture on Twitter. You look styling and profiling, as always, brother. You always bring it as well, Dave. I really do appreciate it, and I do appreciate the fact that we've got a great card for UFC 267. I take a look at this Corey Sanhagen versus Peter Yan fight, and I'm very intrigued oh, by it because you've got Yan, who's right around a $2 favor. You're going to find him a little bit north of $2, depending on where you're shopping, but I do think that there's a good chance that the underdog could be able to pull this one off. We're seeing when it comes to the round props, a lot of these are juicy over with a four and a half. So a lot of people are thinking that this one is going to be going the distance. And I can't say that I disagree with both of these guys going at it. Yeah, that should be the fight of the night to me, Greg. Uh, when you look at this in the co-main event here, and obviously with the interim belt on the line as Aljamain Sterling tries to get healthy and get back in there. Uh, he'll, he'll fight whoever the winner of this one is. Look, Peter Jan thinks that this is his belt, right? He believes he was beating Aljamain Sterling until that controversial ending uh, gave the belt to Aljo. Now, Corey Sanhagen has lost to Aljamain Sterling already, but I'm telling you, Greg, this is a real live dog in this one today. Yes, uh, Peter Jan is obviously the best striker in this division. I don't think there's any debating that. And he's a great sambo fighter as well with that Russian background. So. If the fight does go to the ground, he's not going to be a fish out of water if that happens. But the thing about Sanhagen is he's so well-versed everywhere. So, yes, he's not as good a striker as Jan is, but he's a very capable striker. He is a master of just – he's kind of like that Justin Gaethje style, which sometimes you just don't know what he's going to do, his angles, his reach, his length that he has. If he can utilize that against Jan – he can frustrate Jan a little bit, and I can see a scenario where that plays out, and maybe that could lead to wearing him down later on in this fight and getting a stoppage late. I do think that is an actual possibility. And, Greg, from what I've seen, there's money coming in on Sandhagen uh, so far here later in the week. As I, I've been seeing some of these numbers come down about plus 170, plus 175 on the comeback for the challenger here. And I think that's a really wise investment and a smart money move that we're starting to see out there. It's going to be a really close fight. I do think it's the fight of the night. i got to be honest with you, I'm going to back Sam Hagen on this one unless this number keeps coming way too, too low for my liking, and then maybe there's going to be some buyback on Jan. But I really do think right now this is as evenly a match uh, uh, that we can get for these two fighters in this weight class to get the interim strap. Yep, with Jan, we've seen him over here at Circa where I'm doing the show from. He went from minus 220 to more around minus 205 at DraftKings. He's held relatively yep. steady at a minus 235, so we are seeing some folks 
backing Sam Hagen. And when I take a look at this as well, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what we wind up getting out of Jan Blachowicz. It's going to be interesting to see what he winds up doing against Teixeira because with Teixeira, he finds himself a massive underdog, obviously. Guy that's getting a little bit longer in the tooth has had his ups and his downs in the UFC, but I take a look at this and I think that Teixeira is going to have a little bit of a tough time in this fight, but this is one in which if you're looking to... If you're looking to take the favorite, you're going to be laying north of a minus 275 in a lot of spots right now. So not a ton of value there. So I wind up taking a look at more of the ancillary markets, more of the what way does the fight wind up ending if there is any sort of a stoppage to be able to play something like this fight where you've got a big giant favorite. Well, yeah, and here's the thing here when you look at Blahovich and Teixeira. And, and Greg, look, I'm an old guy myself, right? So when I see Glover turning 42 and everybody's going to write him off because of his age. I go, man, I'm a, I, I still think there's a, there's some, some bite in this old dog here for Glover on Saturday night. And the reason being is Jan Blachowicz right now, look, he's, he's a solid, solid champion, right? And when we saw Israel Adesanya come up to late heavyweight to challenge him for his belt, leaving the middleweight division, we saw what, saw what a terrible idea that was because Blachowicz was the bigger man and the smarter man that night by taking the fight down to the ground against Izzy and wearing out the smaller uh, champion in a different weight class. I don't know that he's going to do that with Teixeira. I think he's going to look for the knockout. So if you are a Jan Blachowicz backer, and to your point that you don't want to lay the big number, I would look for the prop market of maybe going for a KO finish for Blachowicz here to maximize your value. But I got to tell you, from where I look at this, I do think this fight's going to go long. I do think it's going to go... Uh, deep into the night here, or actually into the Abu Dhabi morning. And I think Teixeira can stretch this fight out. And if he does, remember, Teixeira fought for the belt against John Jones back in 2014. And here he is seven years later getting another shot at this belt, and he knows this is his last one here. It does have kind of a Michael Bisping feel to me, where Bisping was long in the tooth before he finally won his strap. So when he beat Luke Rockhold. So I think the old guys sense the moment and realize that while Blahovich is a, is a favorite for a reason and a big favorite, we understand that. It's not like the age difference is as wide as you think. We've got five years here. So I actually think this is going to be a much more competitive fight than the odds makers have made. So I would look to the over for Teixeira, but I actually think you might get a little bit of value here if you think he can pull off the outright upset. I don't think that you're going to be saying, uh, you know, the first couple of minutes in the fight, why did I make that play? I think he's going he's to have a real live dog's chance in this one as this fight goes deep into the morning in Abu Dhabi. I think that it's going to be really interesting to see what we wind up getting out of Teixeira as well. A man that, as you mentioned, 42 years old, he has been around the block to say the least in the UFC, but yeah. he has come up big in a lot of huge spots as we do have Dave Ross does a great job with green zone. A long first strike right here on, right here on the look at and. When you take a look at this UFC 267 card, there are going to be, no doubt, a lot of opportunities to be able to make some money. We wind up hitting on the two main fights, but is there anywhere else that you're really looking at? Because this is going to be on Fight Island. You've got just a whole bunch of these undercard events that are going to be going on. Is there one or two that really stand out to you as potentially some good spots to be able to make me take an underdog or just look at a little bit more of a pick fight? Well, I'll tell you this again. I am prone right now. I look at Teixeira uh, at around a plus 250, 240, plus 245. Sanhagen we talked about around plus 175 uh, at certain books. 
And I, I'll give you one really long dog, okay? And I look at the third fight of the night with this on Makachev against uh, Dan Hooker. And the hangman at plus 450, the lack of respect for Dan Hooker, somebody in this division that we look at and go, well, this, he's a title contender. Like, he's always been right there on the verge of being regarded as one of the best, if not the best, in this division. And I get it with Makachev, right? This is a new of Habib Nurmagomedov. Let me just say one thing. There's only one Habib Nurmagomedov. And yes, he comes from the same style. He fights the same style, but he's still not Habib. So to me, if I look at Hooker in a three-round fight against Makachev, I think he at least goes the distance here. Now, yes, Makachev's going to get those double-leg takedowns, and let's see how Hooker can do off of his back. But Dan Hooker is one of the toughest guys that I've seen. So if people think that Makachev at minus 700 is going to walk through the hangman, they are going to be in for a rude awakening here. I think this fight goes the distance, and I think Dan Hooker is going to surprise people. I'm not saying outright upset, but trust me when I say this fight will be much, much more competitive than it looks like in the betting odds. And I think that that's noted by the round prop in the which two and a half has the overjuice anywhere between minus 150 and minus 160. So we're certainly seeing it there. And we've got about a minute left. And an underdog that I really like is Ricardo Ramos. I'm seeing him right around a plus 135 to a plus 145. Mm -hmm. I think there might be a little bit of value there. Not sure your thoughts on Ramos, but I think that he's got a shot to be able to get there to the window for some of the underdog backers. I do like that play as well. I will say this for the ladies. I, I do look at Amanda Rebus as a, as a small favorite, solid favorite, minus 150 here at most places I'm seeing. And I look at her pedigree, and I think for that value, uh, and only having to weigh that, if you do want to play one smaller favorite, I think Rebus right there might be a solid play. I'd like to get up behind Volker Ustamir again, but I really don't like his odds against Ankalev here. Uh, getting plus 240 on the comeback here for one time, Ostamir, but it's been a long time since he was up there as one of the best in the division. So to me, I'm going to look at those two favorites and maybe think about a parlay scenario there to try to get Rivas and maybe Ankalev in a two-way far, far away. And that way you get a little bit more bang for your buck if you want to back two smaller favorites. Yep, we certainly do have quite a few large favorites on the UFC 267 board, but I'm sure that it's going to be a great card. A big thanks to Dave Ross for joining me right here on The Look At. Coming up next, we are going to be looking at the Game 3 of the World Series that is going to be going down Friday evening out there in Atlanta. So that is coming up on the other side right here on The Look At with myself, Greg Peterson, filling in for Scott Seidenberg. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Betting National Championship is coming up. It is November 5th through November 7th. And here at VSIN, we will be providing coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on location updates for all the action. Visit vsin.com slash SBNC for more information and to learn how you can enter your chance to test your skills and win cash, including the one million dollar top prize as we try our dr evil impression there wasn't necessarily so good so instead just head to vsin.com slash sbnc you'll get a little bit more information there and you won't get a bad dr evil impression as we're back here on the look at it is myself greg peterson holding it down for scott tonight and we've got just some absolutely amazing action as the nfl is in full swing college football is in full swing two weeks from now college basketball is going to be coming back in I don't think I will sleep for about four months straight. I don't know if it goes four or five months. I'm not doing the math right now, but somewhere in that neighborhood from opening tip until the national title is crowned. I probably will not be sleeping. So that's going to be a lot of fun, but we do have one sport that it is winding down. We've got the MLB world series going on. It's going to be game three Houston Astros on the road against the Atlanta Braves for game three. Braves are a very slight favorite. Ian Anderson, Take the bump for the Atlanta Braves. Luis Garcia is going to be towing the rubber for the Houston Astros with the Astros. Find them anywhere between even money and minus 110. You're taking a look at the Braves. Going to be getting them between minus 106 and as good or as bad, I should say, as a minus 110. And I do think that it is really interesting to take a look at a lot of these props because right now you're finding the Braves who wound up being able to split with the Houston Astros right around what we found them. Going into the World Series on the series price. You're finding them at a plus 125 at DraftKings. A lot of other places have this more like a plus 115 to a plus 120. So that's actually one of the better prices that you're going to find with the Astros. You're getting them more between about a minus 130 to a minus 140, minus 145 right now at DraftKings. And when I take a look at this, the way that I'd be playing this series is I just think that this is going to be a series in which it's going to be going six to seven games. I think that there's a lot of value in just going on a game by game perspective. I don't think it's going to be a gentleman series one way or the other because the Charlie Morton injury really does throw a wrench into things for the Atlanta Braves. I do have a feeling that that has been thrown into the series price because when it comes to the Atlanta Braves, you figured that if they were able to get a split out there in Houston, that they would have come down a little bit more. Morton, obviously, he winds up throwing 16 pitches for one on a broken leg. There are many people that are out there on the face of this earth that if they wind up like stubbing their toe or something like that, they're out for like a month. So it's just absolutely insane 
what he wound up doing, pitching on a broken leg, but with the Atlanta Braves, it is going to be a little bit of a wholesale approach for them, and I really think that this is a spot in which if you like the Houston Astros, much like I do, I think that the Astros ultimately are going to be able to win the World Series. I'd probably hold off on taking that series price a little bit because I do think that the best shot for the Atlanta Braves to be able to force a Game 6 slash a Game 7 is going to be here with Ian Anderson. I do like the Braves in this spot, and I like the Astros overall for the series just because I do have a feeling that Ian Anderson is going to give a little bit of a better start than Luis Garcia. You take a look at Luis Garcia. Between the regular season and the postseason, he's got an ERA that is more than two full points higher on the road than it is at home, so that is a big, giant issue, so... Got to figure that that's going to be a little bit tough. Meanwhile, if this series winds up going long enough to where Luis Garcia is going to be getting another start, it's going to be at home. I think that that's something that is so important when it comes to MOP handicapping in general. Just taking a look at these guys, taking a look at some of the splits because all these ballparks are of a little bit of a different dimension. It's not one of those cases where in basketball, the three-point arc, in one location to the other, winds up getting like pushed back two feet or anything like that, much like a home run in various ballparks, it is going to be a little bit different. So that's what makes this handicap a little bit different when it comes to the MLB as compared to other sports, obviously. It is a money line sport as well, which means that you're looking a little bit more for value long term. You're going to be doing that a little bit less so when it comes to the World Series because, well, it's become a little bit more of a now or never situation for a lot of these teams, but when it comes to handicapping these games as well, I do think that it is a little bit diminished on the first five value, just because when you wind up capping MOB baseball during the regular season, typically, you know, okay, starter X, he typically is going to be going like four innings. Let's just throw it out there. You wind up getting a little bit of a lesser starter. You really can't take a first five with that team because you got a little bit of an unreliable starter. Meanwhile, typically you're going to find these reliable starters like, Luis Garcia is someone that during the MLB regular season, you can certainly take a first five with him. You're able to take a first five in most occasions on Ian Anderson. Him being able to give the Atlanta Braves much more than five innings, he doesn't do a whole heck of a lot of that, but you know that you're going to be able to get five solid innings out of him. Meanwhile, you take a look in the postseason, and not too many of these guys are going five innings. You notice it with the managers in previous series. A lot of these guys wind up getting pulled out early. You get funky things with the bullpen. The reason why the LA Dodgers are not here right now is because Dave Roberts completely imploded, wound up throwing Julio Rios in a Game 2 spot in which he had no business doing so. Why he would throw out there as Game 4 starter in a Game 2 scenario, the world may never know, much like how many how many licks it takes to get to a center of a Tootsie Pop, but you take a look at some of these managers and they are going to be pulling out all the stops. They're going to do things that are not very conventional and I think that that's a big reason why we are seeing the Astros and the Braves here in the World Series. You've noticed that Dusty Baker, along with Brian Sicker, these guys have not necessarily went off the have not went off the grid too much. These are guys that they played it a little bit more similarly in the postseason as compared to what a lot of these managers have. But at the same time, the first hint of trouble that you wind up seeing with a guy like an Ian Anderson, like a Luis Garcia, the bullpen is going to be up and it's going to be active. We wind up heck even seeing it. In Ian Anderson's last start, he didn't wind up giving a bad start against the LA Dodgers. He went four innings, he gave up one run, but because the situation dictated it, he wound up getting pulled out of the game for a pinch hitter. It was Adrianza who wound up stepping up to the plate for him. He wound up getting a double the next at-bat, Eddie Rosario. He winds up getting that big home run that winds up 
lifting the Atlanta Braves of victory and ultimately gets them to this World Series. So obviously, Mr. Snicker, he wind up pushing the right buttons there, but you're going to find a whole heck of a lot more of that here in the postseason rather than the regular season, which is why first fives, even though you typically do it to be able to take the bullpen out of play, you're not necessarily going to be able to bank on that here in the postseason. And we know this, with both of these bullpens, they have been a little bit hot and cold with the Atlanta Braves really ever since the All-Star break. They have been a top five bullpen in the big leagues. You give them a lot of credit. Meanwhile, what I take a look at with regards to what we're going to be seeing in these next few games with the Atlanta Braves and the Houston Astros as well is that the Astros, their road ERA here in the postseason, hovering right around a 5-6. Among the 10 teams that wound up being able to make the MLB postseason, they are eighth with that regard. So you've got to be gauging the Houston Astros a little bit differently, home to road as well. And then obviously both of these lineups, they have been able to mash. You take a look at the Atlanta Braves and in game one, every single one of these starters wound up being able to get a hit for them. Meanwhile, when you take a look at the Houston Astros, Carlos Correa, Jordan Alvarez, you're able to throw in there, Kyle Tucker, Jose Altuve. All guys that during the regular season hit at least a 270. All guys that were able to give you at least 25 home runs. And also with the Houston Astros, they were the lone team in the big leagues during the regular season that had a strikeout rate of less than 20%. In a day and age in which in Major League Baseball, it's become about the three true outcomes, a home run, a strikeout, or a walk. The Houston Astros are a team that they still put the ball in play. We wound up seeing that come to fruition in Game 2 as well because with Max Fried, the runs that he wound up giving up weren't necessarily because the Houston Astros were ripping up the cover off the ball. The lone home run of the game actually wound up coming in the seventh inning. I believe it was Jose Altuve that wound up having that home run, but it wasn't a case in which it was just a whole bunch of hard contact from the Houston Astros. They were just hitting ground balls that wound up finding holes that wound up resulting in a bad start for Max Fried, and that's just what the Houston Astros will do to you. So I think that it's going to be very intriguing, and I really think from a game-by-game perspective, it's where the value is going to be as well because I just mentioned it a little bit earlier with the Omen road splits of Luis Garcia. Meanwhile, if you wind up having from Valdez make a start in Atlanta, his road ERA between the regular season and postseason has actually been better than it has been at home. Little bit of a strange situation there, but it certainly has been the case. I was looking at that before. Obviously, Charlie Martin went down with an injury. He'd actually had a better ERA on the road than at home, which is why I wound up actually taking a look at the Atlanta Braves on the money line in game one, because I figured that if you wound up starting again in Atlanta, he'd be a little bit overpriced. Meanwhile, he'd be a little bit underpriced on the road as well. So you've got a lot of different things that are at play. Also with the Atlanta Braves, you do want to note that because Charlie Morton did wind up getting injured in game one, you wind up having A.J. Minter and Tyler Badzik throw more than a full inning. And that is something that you could wind up seeing catch up with the Atlanta Braves as well. The way that they've been utilizing these bullpen pieces, A.J. Minter, someone that wound up coming in two and two-thirds innings scoreless for the Atlanta Braves in that game one appearance. It's something that he's not used to too much, so you have to fear a little bit of burnout with some of these guys that are getting put into unusual spots. You see it a lot in the postseason, so I think that there's a lot to take a look at, and many of you guys know when it comes to my picks with the New York Post, because over here at Beeson, we've actually got a little bit of a, I guess you could call it partnership with the New York Post. I put out a play every single day. I'll be revealing that in the final hour here on the look at, so... We're going to keep you guys teased on that. But with that said, coming up next here on The Look At, taking a look at some NBA action.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.